Hello, Erica. Hello, Stephen. We have just completed the Sea Devils by watching episode six just now. Yeah, there's a lot of running around. They got like a boat chase and a couple fight gunfights. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of action in that episode. Yeah, it was full of havoc. <laughs> Even though havoc did not uh, actually officially, did they? It said. Did it say action by havoc? It said action by havoc. I totally missed it. I totally, totally missed that. I was reading the credits. Wow. Well, they they earned their money there. I think, oh. especially Stuart Fell with his uh, forward somersaults uh, and flips and stuff. It's ridiculous. Like, why would he? Why would the sea devil flip that in? It, like, phys, f- the physics of it were completely wrong, but it looked great. Listen, the sea devils are aquatic-based oh. reptiles who perhaps they resorted to their, you know, instincts and in trying to swim away from the problem, and then sadly discovering that there was no water there, and so did a flip and fell instead. That's my. That's my canon. Sure, just like my headcanon was uh, the reason that they didn't see Joe running away when they came around the corner is that they have very bad peripheral vision uh, when they're not in water. Yeah, it's like they're they're nearsighted or something like that perhaps Mm -hmm. because their eyes are like, you know, even though they're kind of on the side of their head, there's a word for that, but... uh, so technically, they they should have even had a better chance of seeing Joe since they were running off to the side. But yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, yes. Uh, the Sea Devils wraps up. Uh, Doctor Who and the Master are like working together and stuff and working on the things and everything else. And yeah, what did you think of this episode? The Doctor and the Master ending up working on something together because the Master's uh, alien race that he decided to partner with turned against him at the last minute. What? Yeah, never happened before in history. Yeah, uh, except for when it did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although I, I, I enjoy Pertwee and Delgado together so much that when you put aside their characters and the fact that the Master is a homicidal maniac, I just enjoy it when they're just two scientists working towards a problem. Yeah, it, they, they do have very good uh, chemistry on screen. It's mm-hmm. very true. Yeah. And off screen, they were good friends. Mm-hmm. Off screen, you see, so it 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 was very natural for them to behave that way, from what I understand. Yeah, it was like they're just so genial. Like you know, the doctor is like squeezing past him and like puts his hands sort of on the master's <laughs> hips. Like I now I understand the uh, the doctor master shippers a little uh, bit better. Uh, I think after just like paying a little closer attention to this, but yeah, like he's just like trying to squeeze past, and the master's like, oh what? Oh, I need a something, something. Allow me, and he yeah. just, master just goes off to do it. <laughs> I don't know if uh, that was like uh, out of like politeness or more that he didn't trust him, perhaps. So I'm going to go find that piece for you and you'll stay here. Little did he know that Joe was on the other side of that window there about to relay a message. But yeah. That also makes sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see what else happened here. Hovercrafts, which are neat. Hovercrafts. I mean, I'm not a big like gearhead, but hovercrafts are pretty cool, I got to admit. It's like a boat mm-hmm. that inflates mm-hmm. and then it... it it just it hovers over land and sea. Yeah, I just they're kind of amazing. I think. Yep. Yeah, I don't usually see one. Uh, like they, they pretty much stopped on the shore, mm-hmm. so we never got to treat, see its full hoveredness. But do they actually hover on land, or is it just in the water? I feel like that's more an aquatic thing. They have been known to hover on land, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you say so. Well, I do. Uh, okay. Goodbye. <laughs> um, let's see what else happened here. Oh, yes. For the only time in the entire John Pertwee history of his five years on, on his original run in Doctor Who, he says, 
the full line mm-hmm. reverse the polarity of the neutron flow. He says reverse the polarity a few times. Maybe he says neutron flow in other episodes too, but this is the only time that he actually says it here. It got repeated so often in fandom lore, so much so he repeats it in um, in the, the Five Doctors. But uh, but this is the only time. So mm-hmm. yep, I knew that was the only time. But mm-hmm. it is. This is one of the earlier, I think, part we episodes that I had had seen. So ah. it was just kind of funny that like I happened to watch a story that has that line in it mm-hmm. knowing that that was his you know signature line so to speak even though it totally wasn't yeah it's it's the elementary my dear watson of the doctor who universe really when you think about it because he never says that mm-hmm. in any of the books elementary my dear watson really ever you didn't know that nope didn't know that never never say he says elementary he says my dear watson he says watson but he never says elementary my dear watson in any of the books isn't that something wow yeah okay then yep Yep. Um, what else? Yes, what do you got? I'm learning so much today. Well, I know. This is very important stuff. Uh, this is the last episode, I think, as I recall. Yes, the last episode of Brian Hodgson doing the special sound. Brian Hodgson uh, will be replaced by, has already been replaced at Curse of Peladon, I think. I can't remember where the switchover is now. But uh, Dick Mills does special sound for the show for pretty much every episode from now on until the end of the classic series. So Brian Hodgson, responsible for the TARDIS sound effect, the Dalek control room, uh, dunk, 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 the TARDIS hum, all the iconic sound effects that the show still uses today. Uh, it's thanks to to Brian Hodgson who moves on from Doctor Who after this. So wow, I salute you, Mr. Hodgson. That's that's some pretty impressive work. Yep, yep. Still with us too. Helped uh, helped. Uh, I think they both helped actually real re- to realize the the theme tune as well. So they were they're all part of the the Radiophonic Workshop and stuff who do such sterling work for the show. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, what else do you want to talk about with regards to this episode? Anything at all? Well, I pointed out that uh, this is. It, unlike the previous time that Joe was sneaking around outside, mm-hmm. he, now she's at the naval base where all the walls on the outside of the building are white. So her yeah. suit actually is helpful for uh, for camouflage uh, as opposed to being harmful as it was previously. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fair. Maybe that's why the sea devils yeah. had a hard time. Maybe they see colors differently or something and the white just blended in. Yep, there you go. Yeah, and then her back was to them, which has no pockets on it. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's it. Um, Walker gets to order his nuclear strike, which they never get. But I do, you know, the after, oh, let's order a nuclear strike. Any chance for some tea, like immediately afterwards. And then the, the comes and he's just, oh, smoked salmon. And yeah. he's just like munching down and just like, oh, he's, he's an unlikable fellow. And he's, you know, quite the coward when they are trapped yeah. in that room together. I mean, He's definitely, they definitely play him as a self-serving coward, but he does kind of have a point. Like, you know, if, if they take reprisal actions against innocents, that would really suck. Mm -hmm. But in the end, Joe saves the day. Yeah. And the doctor sort of like asks, you know, is there anything I could do to persuade you from starting a war? And the sea devil's like, no, nothing. And the doctor says, well, okay, time to blow up your base. Like he, without a second thought, like, you know, he doesn't like get angry at the brigadier for blowing it up, uh, the Silurian base at the end there. He says, well, I gave you a chance. I gave you two chances. Let's face it. So. I mean, he did say, I'm sorry. He did. He, he did uh, um, give genuine um regret thank you uh to that and you could tell that that was there so he does flips a little switch and and that's it yeah 
So blow up the base. Allows all the uh, the the depth charge footage from the Royal Navy to be used here and to maximum effect. There was a lot of Navy footage. There were boats coming in. Mm-hmm. There was the hovercraft. All those guys, like so many guys, running out of that hovercraft and then back into it. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was a Navy licious. <laughs> it was a visually impressive episode, I have to say. A good, a good uh, rousing climax to the story as a whole. The, the the closing few seconds of that, now as I watch it, was one of my earliest memories of watching Doctor Who. Like, I, I think, obviously I didn't put two and two together where I, I sort of gathered that Pertwee came before Tom Baker, who was the only Doctor I'd probably seen. But I do remember the last few seconds, and especially the master waving from the hovercraft and then the, the closing shot of the doctor looking off and then cue credits. And I remember that because I only ever saw the ends of episodes. For those that don't remember, when I was watching Doctor Who in the very early stages, it was on weekdays at like 7 o'clock my time. And so I had to do my homework first mm-hmm. and then rush, and then be able to watch Doctor Who or anything. And so I would... <laughs> poorly do my homework <laughs> in 20 minutes and then run downstairs and catch like the last three literally three minutes so like mm-hmm. the cliffhanger to the deadly assassin part one the cliffhanger to this maybe a couple others in there are like my earliest memories of doctor who just you know think think about how that is knowing how an episode ends but not knowing what episode it is and find <laughs> oh, having to wait like years later to find out what that was that's wild. That is just wild. Yeah. The fact that I remembered them. That's that's the craziest thing. I remember these these episodes is what I find most fascinating. That is truly unbelievable. Yeah. Except not unbelievable because I totally believe it. Yeah. Of you. Of me remembering little things like that. Um, so, yeah, that's the Sea Devils. Any uh, any closing thoughts on, on the Sea Devils, the story as a whole, the episode that we just watched? Um, I mean, I like the story. I do think that the last episode is maybe my least favorite because of all the chasing and action and stuff. Yeah, it's because there's just there's a lot of stuff that like if you're not into like the, you know, fight scenes and boat chases and the the action and stuff, it's kind of slow. Like mm-hmm. if if you don't like that. If you do like those sorts of things, then yeah, it's it's action packed and really exciting but i found myself like looking over at the other television and being like oh what are the cats at kitten academy doing because we have that on the other tv all the time um so yeah there were moments where i was just like oh okay well part we gets to ride a jet ski and chase the master oh look he's getting wet okay oh look they're shooting each other again oh look that guy flipped well that was that was kind of a good flip oh f- yeah. uh, hover, hover hover boats are you know hovercrafts are, are, yeah. are pretty cool but oh gosh that's a lot of guys coming out of that hovercraft oh now they're shooting at the oh and they're shooting back and oh well the flames are really cool coming out of the guns right. the uh the the sea devil's guns like that's a great effect oh but now they're running it. oh now they're going back into the water it was just there's there's a lot of stuff Right, action stuff. Which, to be fair, I feel like we haven't got a lot of the stereotypical unit slash action by havoc sort of prolonged action sequences in Doctor Who for quite some time. You know, that's true. It has it has been a while. I I I don't remember being that bored in an episode of Doctor Who for some time. But overall, I will say that I still quite enjoy the Sea Devils, and I I'm still thumbs up on the music. Yeah, I know. I like the music. Uh, and the Joe uh, working around. I, I actually quite like the master theme. Like we hear it again when the master uh, hypnotizes that guard that the doctor foolishly assumes will be able to watch the master. Like within seconds, within seconds, he hypnotizes and knocks him out. I quite like um, uh, Malcolm Clark's uh, master theme. But yeah, yep. Sounds good. Get it? Sounds good. Brian Hodgson, music. Uh, sounds good. Nice. 
Nice work. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what story is next in our little journey of uh, Doctor Who delights? No, I don't. Like the, this era is not. Like I don't. I don't know any of the orders. Like you can, you'll say the name, of it and I yeah, I will have heard of the story for sure. Right. But uh, I don't know if I will have seen it. I don't know what it is. So go ahead and tell me. Well, I'm very glad that uh, Verity did an episode on it recently. You were not on it, so that we get to save your initial reactions for it for this podcast. Mm. Next episode. Now I know what it is. It's going to be The Mutants. Yep, I know that because the Verity episode of The Mutants, which you edited, thank yeah. you, uh, has been sitting on my podcatcher, just waiting for me to slide it down into the uh, into the spot where I can actually listen to it. But I've been waiting until we watch it. So cool. Yep, yep. we get to watch that. So that's our that's our next story uh, as we as we get close to the end of uh, season nine, and the kiddies are having fun playing over there on Kitten Academy. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I, I actually watched it. Well, I had it on when I was editing a big podcast. Sometimes I'll put that on the second TV with the production subtitles on and just to, mm-hmm. you know, refresh my memory and stuff of the story. But uh, yeah, I'm intrigued to see what you think of this one, The Mutants. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I haven't seen it. So this will be this will be new Doctor Who for me. Exciting. That's always exciting. Those are those opportunities are fewer and far between on this podcast as we get close to a time period when you uh, remember episodes more fondly or at all. Yep, or at all. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right then. Well, until the next time everyone, goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.